is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, guys. Hey, with your daily devotion for July the 30th. Whoa, did you see that thing fly? That flew guys, like crazy. Again, we're going to be in Hebrews, okay, chapter 13, verse 4, and it reads like this. It says, marriage is honorable and the marriage bed undefiled. Ooh, another translation. Your translation might say, keep the marriage bed undefiled. What is this text talking about? Well, it's talking about you and your beautiful wife not inviting the neighbor's wife to join you in a threesome. That's what it's talking about. That would be defiling the bed, okay, that God has placed his blessing over. And you're like, wow, what else, Matt? Well, here's the thing. If it's you, your beautiful wife, and the TV, and you're watching porn to get into the moon, God says that's a no-no, okay, and that's punishable by death, hell, and the grave. That's not keeping the marriage bed undefiled either. And you're like, well, golly, this is going to be a short one. What else, Matt? Well, here's the thing, all right? Matt, what's the instructions? Well, God told Adam and Eve, watch this, he says, be fruitful, multiply, enjoy yourselves, okay? God is saying, I've given you everything you need, okay? A bed, your wife, you to have a good time, okay? And if you can't figure it out from there, okay, I can't help you. I mean, I really, you need to go to the Song of Solomon, okay? And he'll give you a few tips there, okay? And Solomon was one wild, crazy cat in the bedroom, guys. Let me tell you that. Has no problem with you enjoying yourselves. I know, I must make sure no one's around. Sex was God's idea. You're like, no way. Yeah. It was his idea. You know the drive that you have, the desire you have, the longing you have for your wife? I'm saying wife, not women. Your wife, he put that in you. And you're like, get out of here. But he wants you to be happy with the one. You understand that? Watch this. Not the two, not the many. But one. If uh, so, we learn from King Solomon. All right, he had a thousand wives, seven hundred wives, three hundred. Solomon had a thousand women at his disposal to meet his sexual needs, but they didn't meet his sexual needs. Why? Because he wasn't trying to get those needs met. He was trying to fulfill the need of lust. Lust can never be satisfied. Okay. And oftentimes what ends up happening is we want more as men than God has given us, our wives, okay? So lust enters our heart. The text, the Word of God says it actually gives birth to sin and death, okay? It comes alive in us when we focus our attention on something other than you know, God has placed in our life to meet our sexual needs. You know what that is, men, okay? Whether that's your computer screen, okay, whether that's your little iPhone or your iPad, or that's you some club, okay, or that's your neighbor's wife or that's your secretary, okay? Stick with the one so you can go to heaven. Let her satisfy all of your needs. The Bible would say, let her breasts captivate you. God has no problem with you getting your needs met because he has placed those desires in you. He says the husband and wife become one, okay? He doesn't say it's like an Oreo, okay? The, the neighbor's wife, you in the middle are the cream, and your wife, uh-uh. You're like, well, Matt, I think I got it. Serve God with all my heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love only my wife. Add no one to the marriage bed. Are we done here? Are you kidding me? Can I get my coffee? Can I go get my breakfast sandwich? And can I go to the pool or to the lake? No, we got one more point. Uh, you're like, oh no, I thought I could make it through the devotion without feeling conviction. Ah! All right, guys. Hey, guys, you want me to tell you a funny story real quick? Just between points. Listen, listen, listen. Never mind. I'm not going to tell you. What's the next point, Matt? I thought we addressed everything in there, and I was okay, and I would made it through the gauntlet of sin, and I felt like I was doing okay. I love my wife. I cherish her, okay? She's everything to me. She's a helpmate. She's not some slack slave, okay? That's great. Well, the Bible tells us this, okay? Watch this very carefully. Paul the Apostle says that the man 
man's body belongs to the wife and the woman's body belongs to the husband. Now, I know there's some men going like this. No way! High five! Woo! I can't put it! No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, Matt, I like that. That's great talk, okay? Keep on preaching it up. Hey, I can get to the like 10 minutes late, okay? Now, watch this. What that means is if your wife desires sex from you, you are to oblige her, okay? And it's same as vice versa. The only problem is we are to be servant lovers. And you're like... Well, I like lovers, man. I don't like the servant part. Servant lovers mean this. We're taking into effect that person's feelings. Sometimes the wife, because we haven't cherished her, man, loved her, babied her, treated her with respect and honor, She's had a hard day. She doesn't feel like fooling around. Am I to pull out the card? Hey, the Bible says you got to give me sex. Guys, as a servant to your wife, and your wife is a servant to you, okay, you're respecting each other's feelings, okay? On, on one point, uh, you understand, hey, she's not feeling good. She's tired. She's not in the move. I was harsh with her. She's really not going to want to fool around. And you, you just understand that. And so what are you? Are you the jerk? I mean, are you the guy pulling out the Bible? Your body belongs to me. Give it to me, baby. Here's the thing. How well is that going to go over with her? Here's the thing. Make sure all the sharp knives are put up and locked up with child safety locks. <laughs> what I'm talking about is we need to respect our spouses, whether you're the man or the woman, okay? And here's the thing. There are things, men, okay, that you can do, okay, to help, okay, perhaps, maybe, okay, flip of a quarter, <laughs> okay, uh, get her in the right frame of mind in the right mood and you're like well what are you talking about my treat her kindly love her respect her cherish her don't be critical of your wife okay and here's the thing live in peace that's what Paul would tell us meaning this if you're a jerk all day and you've been rude to me women they hold that men can get over it in 10 minutes guys you and I can get over it in 10 minutes but women whatever you said in the morning is still with her at 11 o'clock at night okay what I'm saying is this be Christ-like be nice, be kind, be someone she would want to sleep with, okay? Why don't you, if you put on 50 pounds, go to the gym? Why don't you try to get hot again like you were when you met her? Guys, no woman wants to have sex with a 1,200-pound rhino, okay? What are you saying? I'm saying that you can do the best of your ability to get back in shape, use this tongue to build her up, be kind to her, and it will give you a greater advantage come the time that you would like to fool around in the evening. Okay. Guys, let me ask you this question. Let me give you a quiz. If you bring flowers home to your wife tonight, in the back of her mind, does she think this? Ugh, he wants sex. Doggone it. Here's the thing. You know what that means? You don't bring flowers to her enough, and when you do, you're wanting sex, and she feels guilty not giving it to you. Do you want it to be like that? Bring her flowers all the time. Be nice all the time. Do these special things for her all the time so she never can catch. You're always thinking about sex, okay? But listen, listen, listen. She'll never be able to nail you on one single day. That's free, okay? But listen, let me tell you a, a story of a friend of mine, okay? Watch this because a lot of this goes on in marriage and it's kind of fun in games. And, and, and here's the thing, but we have to guard ourselves, okay? Very carefully. And when I'm talking about, really, there's nothing wrong with it, but there can be everything wrong with it if it gets out out of hand. Husband and wife sometimes play what I like to call 
sex games, okay? Meaning this, the wife calls the husband, he's at work, okay? The wife wants something, okay? And she's like, she knows she's probably not gonna get it. And she gets on the phone, she says, hey, honey, how are you doing? Good, 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 I'm, I'm busy, honey, I'm busy. And, and honey poo on the wife, she says, well, would it be okay if I, um, uh, would it be okay if I had lunch with Jennifer and I'd like to get a manicure and a pedicure? It's going to run about $150. And here's the thing. Uh, there's a silence on the phone. And then somehow, within the conversation or after the statement about the manicure and the pedicure, manicure, manicure pedicure, okay, I'm get, make sure I got that right. Okay, she slides something in. If you let me do this, I'll let you do me. I mean, here's the thing. It's just this silent negotiation. If you do this for me, I'll do this for you. And I know how much you like me doing this for you, okay? Because the marriage bed's undefiled and God's favor is upon us. And I know how much you like it. Okay. And watch this very carefully, mid, okay? That's part of marriage. It's kind of fun. Here's where we gotta focus a little bit. Sometimes we want something that's contrary to God's will, okay? And we tried to get the other spouse to do it for something. And it doesn't necessarily have to be sex, but I'm using sex as an example. Example, because men always want sex, it seems like, okay? But what if, you, just hypothetically, your wife decides she wants to do something and you're, you're either way with it, but it's not right. But here's the thing, and it, you don't see, you haven't prayed up on it, and it's a major decision, and you're like either way, but you're caving into yes without consulting God because you want the sex. And you go ahead and go through with this decision, okay, only to find out later that that decision takes you to a place that you never wanted to go talking about is something that you were blinded to, okay? And it's not so much that it was evil, it just wasn't God's will for you and your wife. Instead of the man of the house praying up, seeking God, getting guidance, hearing the voice of the Lord to make the decision, what is he thinking about? He's thinking about his hot wife in that little negligee, okay? He's thinking, man, I can't wait till 11 o'clock, okay? Hey, honey, let's go out to eat. My treat, okay? So he caves in without consulting God. This happens a lot of times. And friends, here's the thing. When it's just silly stuff, it's great to barter, okay? Husband and wives love to barter. But when it comes to life decisions sometimes, okay, we can't do it then, okay? We really can't. If, let me give you an example to a close friend of mine, okay? Listen to this. His wife was dying to have this new vehicle, okay? It, and I'll tell you what, it was smoking hot. It was nice, okay? And here's the thing. They're doing their little barter system. But here's the thing. This is something that we should consult God because God says you don't know what tomorrow holds, okay? In order to get the car of her dreams, what would happen is they would leverage their life. They would leverage their house a little bit, okay? And put their financial future in a little bit of a quandary. That's a nice way of putting it, okay? Well, here's the thing. They go ahead with it, okay, just based on he wants great sex that night, okay? And I'll get you anything, honey. I mean, golly, a car? I'd be broke. <laughs> That's free stuff, guys. <laughs> what ends up happening is two days later after they get the car on payments of 72 at $1,200 a month, okay, along with the insurance payment of 400 he loses his job, okay? 
Now, he was in one of those weirdo industries where he was making bucks, but here's the thing. He had limited savings, okay, and she wasn't working, had a child on the way. I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot of things involved. That's why we always have to seek God, okay, in these areas. I, I'm all for, you know what I'm saying, bartering with the wife, okay? I think it's fun, okay? But there comes a time when it's no longer fun. It's sin. I mean, listen, it, it absolutely is sin. And where that line is, you will have to decide, okay? But when here's the thing. When that woman is using her body in a manipulative way to get what she wants, when she knows how you stand in a certain position, but you are going to cave in against what you know is right, what you know God's Word says, here's the thing. You got problems, partner. Oh, there's some guy, woman out there saying, Matt, where's the line? The marriage bed is undefiled. Men and women love sex games. I mean, they love that small-time bartering, you know what I'm saying? And it's very innocent, and it's kind of fun, but when it becomes manipulation, when it becomes trying to rule over your husband when he heard from God, there's a problem, or vice versa, okay? I'm not just picking on the women. I'm not just picking on the man, okay? But there is so much of this going on, and I can't tell you in my life how many close friends that I have, okay, that caved in on the decision. I'm not going to say whether it was the man or the woman because sometimes the woman wants more sex than the man, okay? It's twisted, okay? And I know there's men like, why did I marry a woman like that? You're supposed to be content with the wife that you have, buddy. Listen, and if you will treat her right, she'll start desiring you more. Don't you make me come over there and slap you with a, a dozen roses across the head. Okay, and let me tell you the last warning, okay? When the husband and wife aren't coming together as they should, the Bible says that the tempter comes along, Lucifer, Satan, the great dragon. It doesn't matter which one it is, but whoever's sexual needs are not getting met, that person is susceptible for fall, for temptation, for sin. Do you understand what I'm saying, okay? That play, it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong, okay? What matters is one person of the two is more vulnerable in this area because their needs aren't getting met. And again, I'm not, I'm not going into why their needs aren't getting met. I'm just telling you a fact. I'm telling you a truth. That person isn't getting what they need out of the relationship, okay, sexually, okay? So they're tempted to get their needs met somewhere else. Well, if we were to continue reading in Hebrews, okay, in 13.4, we read one more. It goes on to say those people who get their needs met outside of the marriage bed are considered adulterers and whoremongers and will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Who says that? Paul says that, okay, in Hebrews, but he also says that in Galatians 5, 19 and following. He talks about the adulteress. He talks about the fornicator, the sexual immoral, meaning adding things to the marriage bed, okay, and going outside the marriage bed for their needs. Paul says, I've told you once, I'll tell you again, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's why Paul says it's better to marry than to burn. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. Men have a need, most men, for sex, okay? And it tapers off as they get a little bit older, but not much, okay, okay? And so he, Paul's just right up front. Here's the thing. If you have this drive, if you have this desire, if you have to have sex, okay, you're better to pray in a hottie smoking wife, okay? Treat her like a princess, okay? Allow her to meet your needs, okay, as your best friend, okay? And not to go to hell than you to try 
try to get your needs met outside of marriage or inside of marriage where you're cheating on your wife. Friends, let me tell you something. Men, this is for you because I picked on the women enough. But watch this very carefully. While you're secretly looking at porn, it's not secret to God. God knows it. God says if you're looking at that trash, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Not only that, but I'm going to tell you how it affects your wife, how it affects your marriage. As you're watching that garbage, okay, that filth, you don't look at your wife the same way. And here's the thing. She could be doing all the same things she's been doing since the day you were married, but it's not enough now because you've had this sin, this filthiness, this garbage enter into your mind, into your heart. And now you want your wife to do all these pony tricks that these girls are doing. Here's the thing. It's not going to happen. And because you filled your heart with such trash and darkness and sin, the wife that God has blessed you with isn't enough to meet your sexual needs. Friends, I can't tell you how many times I've seen in my life a husband and wife that absolutely at one time loved each other, adored each other. I mean, they were just perfect. I mean, they had a family, they had a beautiful house, cars, boats. They had the ideal life that when we look from the outside, we were like, oh my goodness, look at their life. They're so happy. They're so content. They're so full with God. But the man started nibbling on poison. He started looking at trash. He started engaging in pornography, okay? And then because that darkness, that sin, okay, was in his heart, in his mind, his wife no longer was enough. And he wanted his wife to do what they were doing on the TV screen. He was wanting his wife to do what they were doing on the computer and she wouldn't do it, okay? And what happened is there was this rift. And who was in the middle of it? Satan. What ends up happening, Matt? Divorce. The house is sold. There's a delinquency. They owe the money. Bankruptcy. They lose the cars. The wife gets the kids, okay? The dog goes with the dad. There's strife. Weekends are with the dad. The mom gets them during the week, okay? And there's this animosity. There's this pain, okay? There's this hurt. And it seems like nothing can fulfill the void that's in that person's heart. And why is it? Is because the man or the woman decided to look at something outside of the marriage bed, something that they thought that Satan told them would satisfy them, would bring some kind of lasting contentment, would satisfy their needs, where God is the only one that can satisfy your needs. It is only God that satisfies. Nothing in this life will satisfy like God. And once your relationship with God is where it needs to be, then your marriage is blessed because you just enjoy each other. That's just extra, okay? You don't need pornography. You don't need the secretary, men. Wives, you don't need those Harlan romance books, some of that smut. Oh, I can't believe that. You know what I'm saying? People donate those books to the church all the time. I'm like, really? I'm going to let kids pick this book up? Are you kidding? What man looks like Fabio besides me, ladies? <laughs> That's a joke. Guys, 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 do you see what Paul's saying now? Does it make sense? There's so much more than the marriage bed is undefiled because that's not what it says. It says this, keep the marriage bed undefiled. Protect your marriage, that area of your life. Satan is trying to get in any way he can to your wife, to your husband. You guys need to be best friends. You need to talk. You need to safeguard your lives. You don't need to let, okay, something intrude into your family, something intrude into your life. When God looks at your marriage, he sees something so valuable more precious than gold or silver or treasures. I mean, he, that's what he sees when he sees the two becoming one. Because again, it's a picture of Christ and the church, okay? Guard your marriage. Guard your marriage bed. Don't go outside the limits, men. Don't go outside the limits, women. You know we all have, okay? And men, here's the last one. Imaginations, watch, watch it. it. Jesus said these words, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, 
you've committed spiritual adultery with her already. Here's the thing. Jesus could have said this. Ladies, you're not off the hook. Jesus could have well said these words. Ladies, if you look at a man and he's hot and he's ripped, I mean, he's good looking, okay? And he's kind and he's so loving and considerate and you lust in your heart for him, okay? You've committed spiritual adultery with him. No, be satisfied with the spouse that you marry. Satisfied with the spouse that God gave you. Remember your wedding vows. Friends, you may not know this, and this is Theology 101 with Matt. In the man cave, in the rock bed, in 110 degree weather, you made a covenant before Almighty the, the God. The covenant that you made before Almighty God normally has these words, till death do us part. You're all over the place on this video. Oh my goodness, you're like an encyclopedia of love. Hey, you ever gonna end this video? Let's end the video. I've hit all the topics that I think are within that text. Applied to our lives, it will help us. It will draw us closer to God and closer to our wives, okay? I hope this helped you out. This is Matt from the Man Cave.